Hi, everyone. Thanks for checking out the Thrive Podcast. We are the Young Adult Ministry at Maranatha Bible Church, and we meet on Wednesdays at 730 in our Family Life Center. If you enjoy this podcast, we'd love for you to post it to your Instagram story and tag us at NBC Thrive on Instagram. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy. Well, welcome to Thrive. Uh, For those of you who don't know me, my name is Jeremiah Sanders, and we are back in our new IDK series. Um, In this series, we've been talking about, you know, God's sovereignty and what we need to do in these times, these periods of waiting, um, when we are just uncertain about what's going on in our life. Like, what do we do with those times in our lives? And Christian opened us up last week talking about God's sovereignty, and that's, that's a huge, broad topic. So if you weren't here, I would encourage you to actually go back on the podcast, listen to that. did a good job there. Um, it was a really broad topic to go over. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know, man. A phrase a friend has said to me multiple times when dealing with a trial in his own life. And I feel like a lot of us are here at times. I don't know, man. How will I pass this final? I don't know, man. Am I supposed to marry my boyfriend or girlfriend? I don't know, man. What am I going to do with my life? I don't know, man. I think a lot of times in our own life, we're just, I don't know. What's going on? We're, we're waiting around, waiting for an answer. Like, what should I do? And I think this is very pertinent to all of us what do we do with these waiting periods in our life, these trials in our life? And that's basically what I'm going through tonight is this, this waiting period. And there are very few people in Scripture that waited more than the guy Abraham. Well, when we meet him, his name's Abram. This guy is 75 years old when we encounter him, has not had a child. And God promises him here that he is going to have a child. So let's open up in Genesis 12. Um, one through four here. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whom dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. So Abram here, he comes on the scene here in Genesis 12. We see he's 75 years old. God calls him, and this is like his calling, his commission, going out to this land that we later know is Canaan, where God is going to show him where to go. And God promises to Abraham here that he's going to bless those who bless them, dishonor those who curse him, and that the earth will be blessed through him. Now, if I get a promise like that, that's going to be like, wow, like, God, that's crazy. Like, and it's probably going to be a big burden to carry, but this is the beginning of his journey, and I like Abram's response here. He's like, and he departed. He went. So Abraham went. I have to commend him on that, because he just, he gets up and goes. He takes all his stuff, goes, and he trusts God, and so there's a big gap from here, Genesis 12, of 25 years uh, until we get to Genesis 15, where God makes his covenant here with Abraham. Um, 
and we'll jump here to Genesis 15. Uh, and after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I'm your shield. Your reward shall be great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless. And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household shall not be my heir. Behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and number the stars, if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And he believed in the Lord, and it was counted to him as righteousness. So we see God here. He comes to Abram in a dream after this long period. There's a lot of stuff that's went on between here. Um, this time period here from where God calls him to where he makes this covenant with him. And I think with this time period, I'd be pretty discouraged if I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm 75 years old, time goes by, and I don't know how well your facilities work then, but w when time passed, I don't know if they're going to work much better after time passed, so to make a child anyway. So I can imagine him being super discouraged here, right? And it, it's good of God to come to him and say, hey, Abram, I am your shield. I am with you, and I'm going to reward you greatly. And for the next two verses after that, Abram's like, God, like, I have no child. I'm not going to have an heir. Like, this guy, Eliezer of Damascus, is going to be my heir? Like, what's with that? Like, you promised, God. And then that's where he takes him outside. He said, look up to the stars. You know, Abram, that's how much your offspring will be. It's numbered of the stars. And what crazy is, is, is here is that it says he believed in, in the Lord and he counted it to him as righteousness. And we have a God who is with us and with his people. He knew what Abraham needed. He met him where he needed. He is with us. And that's something for us I want to rest in tonight and hopefully it's an encouragement to you guys. Like we have a God who is with us that wants to fight battles with us and wants to encourage us and be with us. So, I wanted to read some verses here just to remind us of how God is with us and he wants to be with us. Um, so the first one here is Psalm 118-6. And just kind of ponder and rest in these. So it says, The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Psalm 48-14. That this is God, our God forever and ever, he will guide us forever. Psalm 54, 4. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is the upholder of my life. Philippians 2, 13. For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So we have times in our life that are hard, right? There's times in the waiting that stink. Like they're terrible. But we have a God who is with us. And you can just see time and time again in those verses. And we could go through the Psalms. We could do all that. Like, I could pull out multiple verses tonight. But I just wanted to stick with those four. But God is with us. And I hope we can all rest in that and be encouraged by that. He wants to be with you and fight the battles of life with you. And with this waiting period a lot of time, the waiting period itself will feel like a trial a lot of times, right? But even within waiting periods of our life, um, they can become like trials or feel like trials, right? So a passage of scripture 
where it talks about trials is James 1, 2 through 4. It says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So I'm going to get really, like, real with you guys. Like, part of my story here as, like, becoming a Christ follower and, like, just, just falling after him and just growing in my faith. So I'm going to take myself back to my freshman year in college. I got to my college. I was playing football, and I was like, I'm doing what I need to do. And I'm, I'm going to do all this stuff, make my parents happy. I'm going to be an All-American after the four years I go here, and it's going to be great. But it turned out, like, God had other plans. I got named to the starting roster, and then I, I blew out my knee, and I was completely done for the season. So everything that I thought I had was, like, I built this up in my mind. I've, my whole life, football had become a huge, like, idol in my life. Don't get me wrong, I still like the sport of football, but God really put me in my place and humbled me of, hey, football is not everything. So in terms of waiting, I'm in this period of like, okay, my knee's messed up, and I gotta wait like to be healed, and like, what do I do next? Do I keep playing football? Do I stay at this college? Like, what do I do, God? And it was really hard. It was really hard, and um, I got really discouraged, and I would even say depressed in the season of my life. I ran to empty wells to numb the pain because I thought that was going to be the easiest way to deal with that, right? And I was left wondering how God, like, is he even there? Does he even care about me? And, you know, when I was running to those things, those empty wells, those, those dumb stuff, like, it just made it worse. And if any of you guys are there tonight, I just want to encourage you, like, there is a God who loves you. There is a God who's with you who wants to fight the battle with you. So when we run to these empty wells, these dumb things, and you guys know what it is in your life, um, I, had, I still have dumb stuff sometimes that I'll run to, but um, we have a God who's with us, and we need to be running to him with these waiting periods. And, and I was reminded that, that God was with, was with me because he sent a friend my way at college. There was a guy I met who had just became a Christian, was like on fire for God, and it really convicted me when I was around him. I was like, bro, like I am not living right. I am living in sin. I am numbing my pain, and um, he just reminded me that like God does love me, that he is with, that God is with me, and that he wants to fight these, this battle and this trial with me. So when James says this here, that it produces steadfastness, I feel that. Like, the, that period of my life that was hard and rough, like, I became a better Christian on the other side of that. So I don't know where you are right now. I don't know if you're in a waiting period. You're, you feel like you came out of a really stressful waiting period, but the hope is with this, this process of becoming a Christian, it's a churchy word, sanctification, that you can look back and be like, hey, like, I am a way different person from this time in my life to this time in my life. And that's only because of Jesus. That's only because of what he did and how he is with me and he is walking through me through all these situations, all these trials. And for me, 
I'm, I'm actually like on the other side now with the whole joy thing. I definitely didn't feel joy in the period, right? I didn't feel joy in that, that trial, but on the other side, I'm like, thank you, God, that I went through all that because I don't want to be the Jeremiah that was back there. I want to be the Jeremiah that you're making me into, God. So, um, and I know that God is, uses these trials and these waiting periods to refine us into the image of his son. And when it is hard, it is rough, but God is with you and he works through the trials. So a takeaway from this is God works in this waiting period. He works in the trials of our life. It's hard, it's rough, you, you feel like giving up, you feel like going to numb your pain, however that is, but we should be running to him with these times. Um, so next, let's, let's move on here to this like kind of end here of Abram's waiting period. Now he's like Abraham now. It's in Genesis 21, 1 through 7. It says, the Lord visited Sarah and as he had said, and the Lord did to Sarah as he had promised. And Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age, at the time of which God had spoken to him. Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore him, Isaac. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as the Lord had, as God had commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh over me. And she said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I've bore him a son his old age. So I have to imagine after all these years of waiting, he's 100 now, right? We started at 75, we're at 100 now. So there, there has to be a lot amount of waiting and a lot of trials that come into this time. And he... He didn't do the best always in these waiting trials. There was dumb stuff he did. He, he had stuff going on with his nephew, stuff going on with the, the Pharaoh. He lied there. But the thing is, is God is the one that keeps the promise. He's the one that fulfills his end of the bargain to Abraham. He's the one that's there. So, and, and I can imagine also how, how hard this would be, you know, just in the waiting. So think about like if, for him waiting all this time, think about y you do a job for somebody, right? And you say you're going to get paid 50 bucks for doing so, and you've got to wait like 25 years before you get paid. And I I'm sure you'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm a little frustrated right now. This Bucky better pay up. Um, and you probably wouldn't trust that person anymore. So in terms of Abraham still like being faithful here and trusting in God, it's it's crazy to see, but the thing is, is God isn't a guy that just doesn't pay up on the 50 bucks. He's a guy that's there, and he was working through this whole trial period. He was there. He was with him. And even when Abram made mistakes, God was working through the time and working through the mistakes. But he honestly really works a miracle here, and you see that with the whole, like, laughter thing here she's talking about. Sarah, had her womb is opened at, like, I think she's 90 years old here. That's crazy. Could you imagine a 90-year-old woman giving birth? Like, just think about that for a second. I mean, just the miracle of them, like, all their facilities working is one thing, and then another thing of them actually conceiving having a child is, like, a whole other thing. That's just crazy. 
And we, you know, we have a God that keeps his promises and works in um, miracles still. And I hope with this fact that God keeps his promises, you guys are encouraged in that. And we still have that same God today. The, same, the God that was with Abraham is with us today. He's with us, and his, his promises are the same to us. He's, like we said in this song, he's a promise maker and a promise keeper. So kind of some, like, applications from this. So one here is seek God in the waiting. He's never too far away. I know sometimes as, like, humans, we have this, like, natural inclination to go to things that would numb it to deal with the pain. There's stuff like it may be, let's just go off the list, be real, like, some of us might go to, like, alcohol. Some of us might go to pornography. Some of us might go to whatever, this, that, and the other. You fill in the blank for yourself to deal, um, to numb the pain. In the waiting, we need to fight with God and be with God um, and seek him out. He's, he's not far away from us. And the way we seek him is in his word and in prayer. Now, we always talk about this. We brought this up being under the book. We're not going to get closer to God without being in his word, being in, in having our own time of study, getting to know who God is, and running to him in, in prayer. And uh, application number two here, when trials come, lean on fellow believers and continue to seek God. Now, a lot of us would call this like accountability. Um, these trials are hard, and like for me, in that really hard season of my life, God brought a, another believer into my life to push me towards him, and um, I don't know where I would be without God bringing in just time and time again in my life people to push me in the right direction and him using those people in my life. So, and sometimes you have to seek that out um, because there are Christians out there, and if you don't have that, I would encourage you to seek somebody that you can be accountable with, that you can um, talk through the hard stuff of life with. And even, I would seek it out here. There's, there's good people here at Thrive that want to see other believers and push them towards God here. Number three, I would say to remind yourself of how God has been faithful to you. So, and the way that you can do this is, sometimes it's just like writing it out and praying through it. So, sometimes like all, even in, like in my own personal prayer time, I'll write out, hey, God, this is like stuff that you have done for me. I just need to remind myself of, God, you are there. You, are, you do care for me and you do love me. So just like a practical thing is I, I'll write down like, hey, God, you brought me through this recently. You know, post it and I can see it. Like reminding of our, ourselves of how God has been faithful to us in these waiting periods um, is hard because has, since God has done it once, He's going to do it again. He's a God that keeps his promises, that is with us, and wants to fight with us. Now, I don't know everyone here tonight, and I don't know where you are in your faith, but um, in Genesis 15, 6, Abraham here, it says, and he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. And back in the Old Testament, people were saved just as the same as we would be today. You know, just believing in God, and con- confessing with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. Like, I know, they didn't have Jesus, but believing in God was the way that they were brought into this covenant here. And for those of you, there may be some of you here that don't believe in that. I would just invite you 
to talk to someone you came with or talk to, come up and talk to me. I'll be willing to talk to you um, because we have a God who wants to be with you and make you one of his people. So um, he wants you on his team. And before we leave tonight, I want to read like a benediction, you know, kind of encourage us with this, this whole like waiting period and that God is with us. So you got a lot of us probably know this and it's read at funerals, but don't be like discouraged by this. Um, hopefully you're encouraged. Um, so without further ado, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's close in prayer here. Lord, uh, I just want to thank you for this day. Lord, I, I feel like a lot of us in this room are or have been recently in waiting periods in, in our life. Lord, I would just pray for anyone out there that uh, is in this waiting period that they would just run to you, God, and not go to the dumb stuff of this world to try to numb the pain, that they would fight through um, these hard times with you, God. Lord, I would also pray if there's anyone in this room who doesn't know you, that they would reach out to you, Lord, and that they would seek to come to know you. Lord, I just want to thank you that you continue to work in us, work through us, Lord, and just I pray that you bless the rest of our evening. In your son's holy name, amen. Good night and thrive.